We are here with Richard Horvitz. Talking to Mr. The Dome. Spooty, spoot, spoot. Eh, 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 Yes, Hello. Hi, I am Zim. Yes, yes. You're part of the collective now. Muscular beaver, whoosh. Just kidding. It's being like this. Hi, I'm a voice actor here at Rock and Shock for Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Could we have a better intro than that? Yes, you could not. We will begin in mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. Overrun the entire world. We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye bye Saturday night. Before we get to uh, the interview portion of tonight's show, I wanted to take a moment just to remind our listeners that uh, this upcoming weekend, September 14th and 15th, at the Doubletree by Hilton in Manchester, New Hampshire, it's Granite Con. Uh, doors open at 10 o'clock for the general public, and uh, it's a full family event. And if you bring the kids, they can go see the things over at Kids Con that are over uh, in the Armory Center. They can create a Book of Monster craft activity on Sunday afternoon. And KidsCon people will be there all day, as well as a bunch of uh, uh, other people as well, all throughout both the main ballroom and the armory. Uh, there will be a cosplay contest for adults and a special cosplay contest just for kids. So if the kids want to dress up, go for it. Uh, for the adults, there will be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Voices meet and greet, and that will be an interesting time. And you can also, uh, in the main ballroom, get the chance to say hello to Kevin Eastman, one of the originators of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There will be authors, artists, artisans, fan communities, including the Massachusetts Ghostbusters, the New England Brethren of Pirates, the Star Wars 501st, a gaming sanctuary, an area for our friends from Calm Passion, and an appearance by geek magician Mark Pinkston. Stop by the Armory, say hello to your friends at Sci-Fi Saturday Night, but take some time and hope to see you at GraniteCon. So we're here in the secret back room of Double Midnight Comics. It's just me and the guy who runs the place, Chris Prue. Chris, welcome. Hey, well, welcome to you, because you're at my place. Well, that's true, actually. Normally, we're at Area 51. Just for a couple minutes now, uh, with the show a week away, what can we look for? What can we expect? Uh, we got a lot of exciting stuff this year. Obviously, the big thing is we are celebrating the 30, 35th anniversary of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, it's awesome to have Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Turtles here in, in New Hampshire, where it all started uh, back in 1984. Um, and we kind of built around that. 
So we've got the original voice actors from the original cartoon. They're all going to be in attendance. We've got turtle artists uh, Simon Bisley, Ben Bishop, Steve Levine, Jim Lawson. There's, it's a whole party thing that's going on. We've got a pizza party, the meet and greet on Friday night. So a lot of stuff for turtle fans uh, to see and do. Um, we also have Michael Bean, who was in uh, Terminator and uh, Tombstone and Aliens and a huge resume of, uh, of films that uh, – He's going to be here in attendance as well. So. Now, once again, the, uh, the show's split into two separate areas. So we have the main ballroom, and then we have the armory on the other side. The armory is a more family-friendly kind of thing going with uh, different um, fan groups, and uh, the 501st is going to be there. Hopefully, we're going to be there as well. <clears throat> but what else is going on uh at the armory because everybody knows you can find like all the artists and all the cool stuff and all the vendors over in the main area what else is going on in the armory so in the armory this year um you know we mentioned the, the fan groups so we've got the, the massachusetts ghostbusters we got the 501st uh we got the kids con that's going on there uh this year we added uh me tv they have a they have a retro lounge there with old school tvs and carpets and everything and they've got the uh, lost in space robot there that's going to be cool uh, and then the Southern New Hampshire University, they're bringing their esports team for uh, some competitive uh, video gaming. Oh, nice. So you're going to have competitive video gaming. Uh, is there anything else? Mark Pinkston is going to be there again this year, isn't he? Yep, correct. He will be there as well. So <coughs> Mark is one of those interesting geek nerd magicians that you never know exactly what he's going to do, yeah. but it's always going to be fun. Um, this year... As in every year, it is a family event. It's important to remember that there is stuff for the kids, um, uh, and there, there's stuff for the adults as well. There's, there's after-hour stuff. It's conveniently located at the brand-new renovated, uh, what do they call it now, the Double Tree? Double tree yeah. Okay. Hard to remember what they call it from time to time. This is like the third name they've had in like a year and a half because they transitioned from the Radisson to the Doubletree. So, and it's a beautiful space now. And now it's the Doubletree by Hilton while you tap dance across. But whatever. <laughs> uh, doors open at 10 o'clock. There are special tickets for uh, VIPs. Uh, and the doors open an hour earlier for them? Uh, half hour. Half hour earlier. Uh, VIP tickets are still available. They are. They can only get them online. So you can't show up the day of and be like, I want that pass. you got to get it by Friday at noon. And let me tell you that when you see the line on Saturday morning of people trying to get in, you're going to wish you'd bought them online earlier ahead of time because it's well worth the effort. Um, it's a family-friendly event. It's not one of those expensive conventions uh, where um, – Everything is an arm and a leg. And then there's a hot dog for $20. Uh, lots of vendors, lots of artists. Uh, what special artists other than the uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles are going to be this year? Uh, so we have Ed McGinnis, who's worked for Marvel and DC for over 20 years. Uh, currently, he's on Avengers. Uh, but he's known for Deadpool, Hulk, uh, Batman, Superman. He's got a huge resume. Tons of characters he's worked on. Uh, Pel Paul Pelletier, who's worked on Aquaman, as well as he's on Batgirl right now. Uh, Phil Noto, who's worked for Marvel for quite some time, doing a lot of covers. He's done Daredevil. He's currently on Star Wars. Uh, you got George Agenti, who is um, does a lot of uh, Whedonverse stuff. So he's worked on Buffy. He's worked on Firefly, um, and now he just did some work on the X Men. So, you know, I, I, I figured out th this afternoon why it is I'd rather interview you at Area Fifty One than here. 
because unfortunately I just dropped so much money on comic books. It's ridiculous. Knowing that next week I'll be doing more of the same. So we hope to see you guys there at, at GraniteCon next weekend. Uh, myself and the rest of the uh, Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew will be at the Armory giving away free stuff and, and stuff for you to look at. Uh, come on down, join us. Anything I missed? I probably missed a ton of stuff. I'm probably missing a ton of stuff, too, because there's so much going on throughout the weekend. Uh, we've got some cool stuff like um, after parties. We've got a karaoke party Friday night at, at Electric Avenue. That's our new uh, barcade in town. Um, we've got the after parties. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, we had we just last minute added uh, Maddie Carteropel, who's an actor you probably know him from Stranger Things. He was the uh, he was the manager at the arcade and then the video store in season oh, three. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. he's not like a name you know, but when you see him, you're right, like you go, that guy. That's the guy. <laughs> and I turn, it turns out he's uh, from Exeter. Oh wow! Yeah, so nice. like I, I happened to be in, in Exeter and I was passing by Krypton Comics and I saw a poster. He was doing an appearance, and it was like Exeter's own. And I'm like, what? And I started following him on Twitter. And next thing you know, they're like, hey, we're in town. Can we come to the convention? And I was like, sure, let's do it. Oh, no, no. We'd rather not have you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of of cool stuff. Uh, A lot of comic vendors, um, neat toys and novelties and and lots of cool stuff. And a lot of times it's toys and and artisan work that you don't normally see in stores. Mm -hmm. So, you know. It's kind of interesting. There's there's also authors that are going to be there as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 10 o'clock, yes. this coming Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Be there. Hope to see you there. Chris, thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you for coming down here into my messy office. And, and, and buying more comic books, which I really don't need. You know, normally when we, when we do this, we spend 10 minutes talking about the show before the show actually starts. But since we're starting the show now, uh, joining us tonight is uh, a friend of the show who's been on before, and uh, we've talked to a couple of times, and I've never gotten his name right, except now. Uh, welcome back, Richard Paolinelli. We'll, we'll give it to you because it's been that kind of a day, but thanks for having me back on. Was it, oh, come on. No, Paolinelli, that's close, right? You're, you're close. It, 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 it happens a lot. It's the O in the name. People try to get that oh, O in there. You can't do that. It's Paul and Nelly. Paul and Nelly. It's like Paula and Nelly. Say it together. You're golden. Well, there Try... be, no, there should be a you there. No, you, well, we're Italian. We, we're ornery that way. We just like to mess with your head. And we'll throw, we throw a vowel in that makes no sense and, and just pronounce it as a you anyway. You know, that's what we do. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting old at this bullshit. I can't even get an easy name right. Never mind your name. I know. Anyway. It's, it's a tough one. <laughs> So how you been, man? I've been good. I've been busy, um, you know, just, just trying to stay out of trouble. And um, Oh, no, don't do that. Yeah. No, that's, it, well, that's as, you, as you could tell from our earlier conversation, I, I fail at that miserably, by the way. So yeah, yeah, I think we all do at this point. I mean, it's, you know, do what you got to do. Piss off who you need to piss off. <clears throat> you know, other people are going to think what they're going to think. Just Pretty don't much. tell me how to think and we'll be fine. There you go. <laughs> I like I like that. Do you have a newsletter? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, but interestingly enough, you do. I do. Uh, which I got hold of uh, in in my my kind of quasi professional email box, saying, um, "Hey guys, uh, Sci-Fi Scribe is now going to be like changing," and 
I guess at one point you had gone the way of a kind of um, pay-as-you-go kind of deal. Yeah, I, I, I tried. I looked into Patreon, and then the, the website host I have, they have a setup as well that you could do. Um, and I, I looked into doing that as a way to, to try to, you know, sell merchandise or do separate stories for people who are just following, you know, the, the blog that way. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on with that. If you run afoul of the wrong crowd, um, they attack those things. And I, I have watched other writers have to deal with that. And I'm thinking there's a better way. There's got to be a better way. So what I what I do is on my blog, I have uh, what's called the the 1K Weekly Serials. Every week, it's a new chapter of a story, at least a thousand words. And it's been running about 1,200. Um, it's free. You go there, you read it. There's no charge. Uh, I have a PayPal me button that if you want to, you know, leave a tip on the way out the door, fine. If you don't, that's fine. I, I don't want to make it where you have to pay to see what's in this level. Um, I'd rather just do it this way and just let people decide if they, uh, if they want to drop something in there, fine. If not, that's good too. And it's, it just, to me, it, it makes it easier to, to deal with. And, and it also takes away kind of a club that can be used against me. Cause I, I have seen other creators rely on that kind of a, a setup and then have it taken away and then they just don't, you know, they're they're in a world of hurt. So I just didn't want to be in that position. And this this seemed to be a fair way to do it. Um, having having been a fan of yours for a while, which in fact I am, and and uh, when I started reading what you were doing with Sci-Fi Scribe, I went, what a great idea! It and again, it's one of those you know, take a penny, leave a penny kind of deals. Yeah. And in that way, it, it's, hey, you know, if you'd like to go to Amazon and check out some of my stuff, the links are here, but here's a story, and there'll be more of this story in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. And um, how has the reaction been to that so far? You know, I, I, I can track who, you know, I, I, let me rephrase that. I can't track who each person is who goes and looks, but I can track and see um, how many people overall are going. And it's, it's picking up now. At first, I think a lot of people were like, well, you know, I'm going to wait and see. I suspect as we get to the end of it, it's, this story will be 10 chapters and I'm betting that by the eighth or ninth chapter, I'll see a flood of people coming in, and they'll just they'll they'll back up and start reading from the first chapter on. Well, that's yeah, kind of, I, that's that kind of what I'm expecting. To some degree, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, I, there's people who are going there. They're checking it out every week. Um, I don't track IP addresses, so I don't know. I can't say okay, this person from, you know, um, trying to think of a city out there. Kansas City is is coming and they're looking every week. I can't do that, but I can kind of see an overall number. Oh, really? Who gives a crap? You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, and and I try to tell people that is even if you sign up, there's a there's an actual newsletter called Postcards um, from Infinity, and I the first the first ed- edition is supposed to come out this weekend coming up, um, and 
I tell everybody, you know, it's just going to be a once a month thing. I don't want to spam your email. I don't want, you know, you get to the point where you see something from me and you just automatically delete it. So it's going to be kind of measured and, and hopefully people just, you know, it's a little bit at a time and it doesn't overwhelm and doesn't irritate them. So they keep coming back. Um, yeah, I don't, there, there are, Lord knows, uh, comic book uh, distributors who just, you know, g- pummel my email. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I may um, know a few of them. <laughs> I, I think you might, actually. But th- there are those that are actually, you know, uh, those from, from creators that I enjoy reading. And yours, quite quite honestly, has always been one of them. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, and your website's a lot of fun. And when, when we got the email that said, uh, I've got a new book. Um, and I started reading it. Okay, first of all, the name the, the we're going to start with when the gods fell, or what everybody refers to as WTGF for uh-huh. some ungodly reason. <laughs> I don't I don't understand why it's not that difficult a goddamn title. I know, uh, but you know, for some reason, it's it's a very ungainly acronym. Um, and I started reading the book, and I went. Ah, oh, cool. It's going to be one of these kind of books. And then in the second chapter, it flipped mm-hmm. hard. And then I went, oh, cool. What the hell just happened? <laughs> um, and with, without giving too much away, uh, there was a, a, uh, a group of people who... Uh, when the Mars rovers were busy roving uh, across the, the the dead planet of Mars, or the supposedly dead planet of Mars, who who would look at every frame that that NASA brought down and go, oh, I can see canals, and I can see broken pottery, and I can see the face of a of a man, and I can see a woman in a gown, and and. Yeah, upon closer inspection, you just kind of go, wow, you were drinking heavily that day. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, it's kind of like the, the whole Eric Von Donneken, you know, mm-hmm. the planes of NASCAR kind of deal here. And, and I'm sitting in a, I'm, I'm worried because that's kind of where this story starts. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It's funny that you bring up that particular photo. The last one you mentioned is because that's the photo that started this whole book. Talk to me about that because um, uh, that's really interesting. Well, I, I'm looking at the picture, and, and there's if you dig into it deeper, you see other frames in the series where that's a rock. Okay, it's it's just they just happen to hit the light just right. But if you look at about three or four frames earlier, it's a rock. I mean, even I, I would love it if there was some, some, some civilization found on Mars, but that was a rock. I'm sorry. I can look at this and go, that's a rock. But I'm also a sci-fi writer, and my little brain cells sometimes takes things and go, well, what if it wasn't a rock? What if those frames weren't there, and that was the only frame we had 
how would how would you explain what's going on here? What you know? What would you do with it? And here we are in the book. Um, and, okay, and you so mentioned first of all, that's oh, insanity, and we know this. <laughs> that's just yeah. an insane premise. But well, yeah, it is. But you know, uh, you mentioned von Doniken, and I have read *Chariots of the Gods*. Haven't we all at one point in yeah, our sorry I mean, lives? Was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how can you not? Um, it, it was just one of those, you know, what if the ancient alien or ancient astronaut theories had some validity? You know, not saying that, yes, they do, but what if they did? What, you know, what would, how would the sequence of events have played out to get to where now the human race is sitting here on Earth instead of Mars? So this is pretty much the book is that that's the whole point of of writing it was my you know what what I came up with was how this would have transpired so that we wound up here um, you know the it is the first book of a series and there will be I think I've got four more laid out that I've got to get to um, I don't think anybody is going to be able to predict where these four are going to go okay, I couldn't I think, predict where this one was going and I yeah. <laughs> okay. First of all, I, I didn't pull the Von Donegan book out of thin air. Right. Uh, there, there is a correlation between his musing slash raving and, and, and the way this book gets put together. There mm-hmm. is also uh, a, uh, a Marvel Universe-esque feel to different forms and different cultures of of deity uh, thrown into a vitamix blender mm-hmm. you hit high and whatever pours out is going to be interesting but it's going to be odd yeah well i mean i i I spent a lot of time researching all the different deities on, on the earth. And I mean, I, uh, uh, another reviewer said that it's, um, it's like he, he took all of the mythology and, and all of the legends and used them somewhere in this book. And, and that's what I was trying to do because it lends to the overall theory of basically it's, this is, all of our origin stories, all of the things we thought we knew about the gods, and it could be mythology or current, isn't quite right. So if you're going to do that, you're going to have to set it up so that it, it you can explain why everything plays out the way it did and and how we wound up here on the Earth if everything did start on Mars. And that was really – that was the overall theme that I needed to hit – and then you know you've got a, you got these other little subplots and and everything going on uh, to to make things interesting and also to help explain why they would have left in the first place. So, I mean, it's just it, there's a lot of different things to it. Uh, I think people who've read Escaping Infinity know me by now that they know that that first chapter <laughs> that's my little shiny object over here in my left hand. So you're not watching what I'm doing over here with my right. The first chapter is always the MacGuffin with you. It's always yes, been it that is. way. Yes, it is. Um, so, you know, as I'm reading it, and I'm working very hard to be as spoiler-free as I possibly can with this, uh, because I don't think, first of all, 
I think it's a disservice not to be as spoiler-free as possible with this because it's so, so rich and diverse. But in, in, put in, in the week that I've had to ingest this, it just kept occurring to me over and over again. A, the notes for this mother had to be huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you've got to have like, you know, that, that kind of X-Files wall with pins and yarn and it goes here and then these two things split and go here and there and, and then this goes here, but that didn't actually happen, so it's a different color yarn. Mm -hmm. how, how long did this... And, and then on top of that, on top of that, there's an accuracy to the characterizations of so many different cultural deities that as you as they talk you buy it yeah that would come out of his mouth yeah. like that yeah so how, how long did this take um let me see here I'm, I'm having to go back in my head and try to hit the calendar. I started it shortly after Escaping Infinity came out. So it was probably right around the last time I was on, on your show. Two and a half um, years ago. Yeah. And, and it just took, um, you know, I obviously have some religious background. I'm not going to say I which would one. I so, yeah. <laughs> I won't say which one. It's funny, after Escaping Infinity, every religious group has claimed me as a member. <laughs> I'm an honorary Catholic. I am not Catholic, but I am an honorary Catholic now because the Catholic writers are like, no, you're one of us. Come on, you're, 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 you're lying to us. And I do want to say this. At no time in this, in this book or in the future books, I don't want anybody to think that I am committing blasphemy or mocking their faith or their gods. Or that was advocating, one thing, for that matter. Or, or advocating. Uh, that, was, that was one thing I've been very careful about. Yep. Is is not to even come close to doing that. This is just a what if story, and please treat it that way, you know. But yeah, I mean, my my bookshelf um, just on Bibles and Bible related stuff, and then Greek mythology, and, um, and let's see, Hindu, there's Hinduism yeah. and shamanism, and, and let's just yeah. keep going, whatever you can name. <laughs> is going to find its way into this series. Itself. Yeah, so that's that's one bookshelf. And the file on my computer where I keep all of my writing ideas and, and books um, in individual file holders, the file for When the Gods Fell is the largest, even larger than the, the one I for From the Fields, which was a nonfiction sports book that covered 95 yeah. years. That file is smaller than When the Gods Fell. <laughs> So there's a, there was a lot of information and a lot of um, hammering things out. There's a lot that I still haven't used that's coming in in the future books. Um, I I wrote the first three chapters, sent it off to a friend of mine. His first response was, "Are are you trying to be the next Salman Rushdie?" And I went, "No." Oh my goes, lord. Well, he said, "Well, then maybe you need to rewrite that first chapter. No, not the first, the second chapter." And I looked at what he was pointing out, and it's like, "Okay, yeah." I can see that. So 
A little tweaking, and um, the second go-round, um, the, the concern was dealt with. And, I mean, it was just there was just so much information in there, and the, there's going to be a lot more coming because each, each of the next books will actually focus on one of the uh, casts, one of the houses. Okay. Now, here's my next criticism okay. slash, slash uh, homage to what it is you're doing. Um, each chapter is so thick with knowledge and information, mm-hmm. which are two different things, knowledge about the characters, information to bring the story forward. Each one of those chapters is so thick that I literally had trouble reading it on my computer because I kept having to jump back and forth and go, wait a minute, I need to look at this again. Wait a minute, who is this? Where did this come from? Yeah. Uh, this was one of the few times that I really said to myself, I really, really, for no, for not for collection purposes, but for sanity purposes, wanted a hardcover version of it. Well, we'll have to get your address. I'll send you a hard copy. So you can do that. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I mean, it's. It, it's got a lot of detail, and a lot of what I put in that first one is setting things up for the the next books coming up. And I mean, the 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 next book is going to be the same with the MacGuffin on the first chapter. You're going to go, what the hell is this? And then the second chapter, you're like, wait, what? What? Where are we going? But I think, I hope, by the end of the book everything ties together and you're going to be like, oh, okay. All right. That's what he was doing. So it will make sense. It's just, it, it's a tough, it's tough to do and make sure you pull off and you better pull it off. Um, and so far I'm two for two. It sounds like. So far, uh, this has been one of the most <sighs> difficultly interesting books I've read in an awfully long time. How's that? There you go. I'll take that. I'll take um, that. Now, if and this this is not a series of books that you're going to be able to read out of order either. No. Is it? No. This is one of those books where you can't start with book two and go, well, that was interesting. I should go back and read book one now. Mm-hmm. You know, just again. No, 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 no. Let's not even do that. I mean, I couldn't even, I couldn't, I, there was, there was uh, the Japanese chapter, okay. which I read and I, for some reason, either, uh, well, actually, I know exactly what it was. Uh, <laughs> I've been having problems with my back and sometimes the medication kicks in while I'm reading oh, okay. and I just kind of float away just a little bit. And I went, ah, yeah, I don't think I really got much of what was in there So <laughs> because of that. Um, so that was one of the things where if it's going to be that way with a chapter, because uh, I knew based on what I'd read prior to that, that there were going to be connections within connections within connections that were going to pass through that area again. If I didn't get it, I was going to have to make sure that I did. Yeah. Yeah, but, there's there's so much um, intrigue and betrayal going on that um, yeah you you could you could miss something and then wonder why are they doing that and 
you know, the, the explanation was about two chapters back, but. Right. And I may have skipped a portion of that. And if I did, I'm an idiot because now I'm paying for it. Uh, so the book is actually three things. It's actually in some ways a very weird version of a hard science fiction novel. Mm -hmm. In other ways, it's, uh, uh, I don't want to say fantasy, but I guess kind of a fantasy sword and sorcery kind of deal or mythology in that respect. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, especially when you're dealing with Oracle. I think there, there's a there's definitely a fantasy aspect to her. Uh, but at the same time, there is a historical portion of the story that relates through the mythology to the history of of us mm -hmm. as well. So, I, damn you for writing complex <laughs> shit. That's all I've got to say. Uh, that might be one of the better compliments I've ever gotten. <laughs> I, but, but you know what? It, it, it's kind of like what I enjoy reading. I love stuff that makes you, you know, really have to dig in there and figure out what's going on. And, and you think you got it figured out and here comes something from over here. And you're like, ah, crap, I didn't have that. So I, I, I enjoy reading it. I love it when you get the twists and the turns and it's definitely influenced my writing because that's what I do now. Um, you, you, you can't say, okay, I got you figured out because I've had so many people call me or write me and they'll, or walk up to me when I'm at an appearance and go, you know, I had it figured out. You were going to do this, and damn it, the next to last chapter you went and did something else. And I loved it. And it's like, okay, I'm, that's all I need to hear. You know, um, I, I enjoy writing those kind of stories. So I, I hope everybody enjoys reading them. Um, please tell me you're not the guy who referred to this as the Game of Thrones in mythology. That was that was a marketing thing that just to try to see if we could get uh, the Game of Thrones people to to give it a look, and it didn't work. Yeah, that 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 that. Sorry, but I, I was hoping you hadn't come up with that because no, this this is this is not that at all. No, and as, it, as, as much as you 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 think it should be, could be, might be. It, it goes in so many other directions. And if, dear listener, you are totally confused by what the hell it is I'm, I'm trying to describe right now, we're doing it spoiler-free, which makes it incredibly goddamn difficult. Uh-huh. <laughs> and number two, even if I spoiled it at this point, I'm not sure I understand it completely and there's no way in hell i'm gonna let you understand it <laughs> mythological theology by itself is, is is so many separate spheres of influence 
Norse mythology mm-hmm. does not really mix with Buddhist influence, nor the Shintos in Japan, nor uh, uh, any African religion. And I, I pardon me for getting the one that that uh, I've, I've read about to this point, because there have been 17 other ones thrown in there as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, nobody, the, no corner of the globe was uh, left untouched in in my search for um, uh, mythology and gods to use. So if anybody around the world, they will probably recognize something from their culture in there. Well, um, screw it. Kudos. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> because, I mean, I am just having, you know, I, I started reading it very quickly two weeks ago. And then I realized... I've got to slow down and really, you know, it's like going to a French restaurant and only having 15 minutes to eat. Yeah. And it's, it's, no. it's no goddamn fun and kind of useless and they, and, and a lot of expense for no reason. Yeah. So yeah, that, I, the... I've been savoring it chapter by chapter. I, I, I'll, I'll read like maybe two or three chapters a day. Then I'll spend a little bit of time because I have the time to do this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll spend a little bit of time then kind of mulling over what it is I've just read and and putting it into the context of what I've read prior to this. And it's I'm not the kind of guy who usually reads that way either. Yeah. I so, mean, so let me ask you this. You haven't finished it then. That's right. Oh, you boy. Got that <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You'll have to you'll have to give me a call when you finish. Oh, uh, you think I'm not going to? <laughs> Goddamn well am. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I, I am going to record you, your call when you call me when you're done because this this I have a feeling this is going to be a great conversation. <laughs> um, you have no clue what's coming. That's all I'll yeah, say. I, I'll be honest. Uh, each chapter has been. Partly delightful figuring out um, where we are this time. Mm-hmm. It's like, where in the world is Richard taking us now? Well, that's and, part of the reason why I put on on each chapter, there's a, yeah. a, a date stamp and which cast we're dealing with and where. Because okay, I, but the date stamp is such bullshit, and I love that too. <laughs> well, I, mean, I was afraid that if I didn't, that I would have people completely lost as far as what the hell's going on. So, you know, I, <laughs> I figured it was, it was the only chance I had to maybe, you know, keep people from from rioting and, and you know, standing outside my front door with pitchforks and torches. <laughs> okay. And now... My next complaint. <laughs> We're not going to stop with this because I got a bunch of them here. Okay. It takes us 16 chapters to get back to Mars. Yeah. Why? Why did that take so long? Um, was, was that a purposeful thing or is that just kind of the way it flowed? It, 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 it flowed that way and I, I needed to find the spot where the, the crew now is processing what they've read. And and in a way, the reader is now processing what they've read while we're back in present time. Um, You've got a favorite line there is, you know, the oracle pauses in, in her telling of this story. She looks around and she goes, 
you have a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt, I mean, I, I needed to get get back to the crew and, and uh, have them kind of reacting to what they've been told and also get them... Get them moving. I'll just say that. We're trying to keep spoiler free here because they they don't have much going on in this story. I'll, I'll say that much. But they're going to be they're going to be around. So you know, I, working with my editor, uh, a great editor, Don Don Ireland, uh, we were talking about making sure we didn't lose track of the crew. You know, where's a good place to put it? And it just. It just seemed like there was a good a good place to to pause and then deal with the crew and then you know set the stage for what's to come. So it, it just so kind of flowed that way. Those those crew chapters are kind of like take a breath palate cleanser kind of deals. Yeah, yeah. I, I, at this point, yeah. And I assume that over the next two or three more books. That we we're staying on Mars. Can can I get you to commit to that? No, maybe. Mm, uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I will commit to it. We, we, um, no, everything is going to start funneling toward Earth. You you have no you haven't got to the end yet. So I I'm I'm shutting up because I don't want to spoil it. Um, okay. Yeah. It, 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 we we will be spending a lot of time on Earth in the coming books. Uh, we'll, we'll just go with that. You know you know who I feel bad for though. Who's that? I I feel bad for the schmuck who calls you up and says, "Can you come on your show on my show and talk about your book and has <laughs> and hasn't read it?" Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy I feel really really bad for at this point because yeah. uh, you know I, I kind of make make it a point. To, to have the knowledge of the book in front of me. And, oh, my God, do I hate myself for having to do it this time. Not that it hasn't been fun. Mm-hmm. Guys, I, I, I've got to tell you, this book is special because it's different from most of the science fiction you have ever read. I'm not even sure... That it's actually science fiction. Uh, I'm going to go with that. You know, when when Vonnegut uh, walked into a bookstore and saw his books listed in the science fiction section, and he walked up to the manager and said, I don't write science fiction. This doesn't belong here. Uh, I don't know. And I don't know if this should be classified as science fiction, if it should be classified as fantasy uh, if you should be classified as anything other than holy shit, this is fun. <laughs> you know, there, there. When I went onto Amazon to upload the book, <clears throat> they give you the choice of you know category. I think it's like three categories you can pick, and I spent an hour staring at the screen trying to figure out where in God's name to put this thing, because. I agree with you. It's not pure science fiction. It's not pure fantasy. It's not pure historical fiction. It's not it's even not pure, pure anything. It's not it's, pure alternate history either. So it's like, where do you put it? It's a puree. There we go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish they had a category of 
We don't know either, but damn, it's good stuff, so read it. That would be a nice category to have because I think I could live there with with what I write. So, and, you and, know, and, go, it, go ahead. It, it's it's just it was it was hard for me to pick a category, but I went with sci-fi and fantasy only because that's kind of where I want to hang out. And there's just enough science fiction and enough fantasy in it that I think I can get away with it. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad I don't own a bookstore and have to shelve it. I'll, I'll just uh, that there's way. that for yeah. sure. There is totally that for sure. <laughs> I yeah. Um, this book has been fun for me in in so many ways. It is just so different. Uh, uh, you know, there there are sometimes when 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 I'll get a book for the show and I'll go, I've really got to push myself to to read through this thing, and but I've got to get it done. Um, I didn't get the I've got to get it done feeling this time though, because I knew that I wanted to get what I needed to get out of it. And if I didn't get it done, it was going to be okay. And I had more time for this book than I usually get because I usually get them about four days in advance. And I've had this one for two weeks and I've been working on it. So I just wanted you to know that. Well, I, I appreciate the effort on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it was... It was interesting to write. I'll just put it to you that way because it, it, it required a lot of a lot of digging into uh, mythology. Um, you know, I I lost track of how many books and how many articles and and how much time I spent digging through anything and everything I could find. Um, and it, it's interesting in that I think all that research is going to help the series because now I have you know I could have easily just said this is a one and done book and gone on. But with all the information I have, I can I can make this a four or five or six book series if oh I want. Oh Lord, yeah. Oh um, Lord, and and still make it as in depth and with all the all the stuff going on. I mean, I have basically sixty five million years of history to play with. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, I have no end in sight of what I could do with this, and it you know. It, I don't know. It, it could be one of those where I, I pull uh, some other people in and go, okay, I've, I've built the universe. Have some fun with it. Show me what you can do with it and, and turn it over that way. Because um, I, I, could, I could easily spend the rest of my career doing nothing but this series, just the way I've got it set up. That's, that, that would be a horrible, terrible, very bad day. For you, for the rest of us, that would be incredibly cool. I, I think... I really think um, when I'm, I'm going to stop the thought that I was going to say, and, I, and I'm going to do it this way instead. A lot of times I will give a book. People, people say to me, if, I, if I'm not involved and invested in this book by the first chapter, I'm not going with it. I'm done with it. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and I never really thought that that was a smart move. Um, I, I always thought that it needed to be more than that. Mine ended up being somewhere around between 50 and 75 pages. Um, yours was four paragraphs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I was hooked four paragraphs in. Um, and to the listener... 
links to the book clearly going to be on the show uh, for you to get to uh, right on Amazon. Uh, links to uh, Sci-Fi Scribe so you can read his free stuff too. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this book on Audible yet? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, God help that son of a bitch. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. That poor guy who did that. I, I went, I wanted to get a, a narrator who could sound a lot like Zeus, and um, I got it, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he and I uh, exchanged lots of messages on, you know, pronunciations and, um, you know, what, what we want to do here. Uh, yeah, I tip my hat to, uh, uh, to him for going through that one because it was... Um, <clears throat> he he put a lot of work into it. I'll just leave it that way. Yeah, I mean Holy it was Rapoli's. Absolutely. <laughs> the the test will be if I when the second book is done and I reach out to him to see if he wants to do the second book. <laughs> that will be the question. If he me. tells me drop dead, I'll know he's okay. <laughs> 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 I need to go. I have I have a backup plan. I have the the guy who did Escaping Infinity is is actually doing my first ever sci-fi book, Maelstrom. Um, he's going to hey. start on that. And um, so if if Ed bails because this insanity is just too much, I'm pretty sure I can get Aaron and he'll step in and, and take it from there. But, um, yeah, it's that that was fun. And then I had to listen to it. And you, you, you have to do that. You have to go chapter by chapter and you have to listen to it. And I'm thinking as I'm hearing this and making sure pronunciations are right and everything, it's like, dear God, why did I do this poor guy? <laughs> you know? So it, it was. It was uh, that. That was the audio book that took a while to get done, but we got it. Uh-huh. It actually came out about the same time the book hit, so it worked out really nice. Well, you know, uh, we're going to have to talk more about this book when I finish it. We're going to have to talk about the the Jack Del Rio uh, trilogy. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to have to talk about uh, the Timeless two books oh, yeah. in the Timeless series right now. Uh, but oh my God. Um, just, you know, you know, your biggest problem is you're just not working enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's what's killing me is I've been on a streak of I'm getting involved in uh, anthologies. And every time I, I get caught up, two or three more people go, hey, I've got this anthology and we think you'd be perfect for it. And I'm like, I don't have time. I got, and, OK, what what is it? I'll look at it real quick and I'll come up with something. And I read the the requirements and what they're doing. I'm like, damn it, I got an idea. OK, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> So that is what I have been doing the last, I, I swear to God, the last year, it seems, is nothing but these short stories. And I'm, I'm having a blast with them because, you know, I can, I can crank them out. And then once I'm done with them, you know, it's somebody else's problem. And then I got rooked into editing an anthology. Oh, so, worst job in the world. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's for Superversive Press. It's the Pluto uh, edition of the Planet planetary anthology oh, yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. So I, and nice. I wanted to do Pluto because I, Pluto is a planet. Anybody disagrees with me, Too bad. you know what? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I've got that. We've got it. My part of it's done and it's just, uh, you know, when it comes out and then I've got the timeless series that you mentioned that that's, I'm writing with my grandson and it's going to be six books. So we've got two done and I'm supposed to start book three, next week and I better get going because if I don't I'm in a world of hurt schedule wise. So I yeah, I've got I've got a busy plate. It's just I need to clone myself. Um, um yeah, I have authors who know how to do that. 
I'll get in touch with you. It's not a problem. Okay. Uh, I, I need that. I need three copies of me by the end of the month, you know. Richard, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I mean, uh, and and uh, you're, you're always a favorite of the show, and you've always been very good to us. And uh, we're going to have you back soon to talk about the Timeless series and the reissuing of the uh, – that the uh, Jack Del Rio series. That, that's there, been, there'll be a fourth book in that one now, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah. Those, those, those are fun. Those are fun. Yep. So <clears throat> uh, people who have read the series are thinking, how are you going to do a fourth? It's me. It's what I do. I have a way. I, I built myself a back door, so I'm going to take it. People like us remember the serials from the old days of the movies where at the end of the serial, something horrible would happen, but you came back next week, and it wasn't what you thought it was. It was something else, and it continued right on every week for 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. So if they could do that, we can get a fourth Jack Del Rio out of the series, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, it will, it will be out. I'm aiming for early next year. Uh, Richard Paulinelli has been our guest. Richard, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me on again, and um, I am definitely looking forward to our next conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I I think rather than call you, uh, it's going to be another segment of this show where I'm going to go, what the hell did you do? (laughs) I I fully got that part figured. I already know how it's going to start. What the hell did you do? And then we'll move on from that point. Yep, yep, yep. That's exactly how it's going to play out, because I know how this book ends. <laughs> you said you wrote the damn thing. No. Yep. <laughs> and we'll look forward to uh, book number two in the series as well. Richard, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of GraniteCon, Keen Comic Con, Plastic City Comic Con, BooksandBooze.com, and ComicArtHouse.com. Be sure to visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. If you're looking for a really, really good gift book for the rapidly approaching St. Swithin's Day, consider a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's first anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon, and barnesandnoble.com. My Peculiar Family, the audiobook, is now available on Audible. I'm not really sure where else you could possibly look for it. Our intro production is provided by Rob Watts. His amazing stuff can be found on robwattsonline.com. Check out the Watts sauce. Trust me on this one. Our outro music is provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Their grooves are at lawrencemademecry.com. A big hello to JoJo and Celine. Many thanks to the cast who helped make this possible tonight from the Peabody Time Tunnel, Kriana and Zombrarian. Thank you both very, very much for all you do. This is Dome saying Terry and Jeannie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. We'll talk soon, Stacy. Stay strong, Liz. I keep getting these spam emails for weed control, but they're never what I expect them to be. Good night, everyone, unless it's daytime. There once was a girl from Nantucket. Good night, everybody. <laughs>